You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 16. This is Andy Daly. Hello. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash andydaily. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy. Bonanza, it's the finest show alive So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside Take some Ponderosa pride and forever make it Hot damn, we're all recording on our own goddamn devices. All right, you ready to get started? Yep. I am going to start with a yeehaw. It's going to be about, on a scale of 1 to 10, going to be about an 8.3 volume-wise. Here we go. Yeehaw! Okay, and Mutt Taylor, as always, fired his whipping. Uh, Mutt, what, who, whose name was written on this bullet this time? Well, this time I thought I'd do something a little special, and I wrote okay. the name of one... Christian Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus, and put a high-velocity round that might travel all the way to the North Pole. Just a little gift for the man that gives so much every time this year. Yeah, I hope you shot that due north, because that's where that fool lives. You know there's no land up there at the North Pole. If, what? If there's... I just recently looked at it on a map. If you're going to live up there, you're you're living on the ice. Well, I just bought a bunch of land up there from some carpetbagger come up to Tahoe and sell me a bunch of land up there. Oh, shit. Well, uh, I, I didn't mean to say there's no land. <laughs> you know? I hope that gun was one of my family-friendly guns. What? Is that what you're selling now? Yes, family Tell me friendly. more. Well, guns are guns in the home are the most lethal and ca- are the people use it most for suicide or against each other. And that's why you want to have a family gun. What's that oh, mean? How's it, how's it work? That it's not from outside. You know, it's oh. something you've gotten engraved and has been, you know, kind of family in script. I see. So if you're going to be shot by your husband or wife, you want it to be an heirloom piece that means a little something. Yeah, that that looks cute. (laughs) Yeah, so people will respect it. You know, you're not you might beat somebody to death with a regular old Bible, but not the family Bible. No. Well, the family Bible. No. Yeah. You you definitely want to get a family Bible because then you can fill in the blankets like a Mad Libs and you put in the names of people that you love in your favorite characters. And so this is likewise a family gun, and people just have a little respect for it as a family yeah. heirloom. Yeah, so that if something bad happens, you know, it's it looks good on the evidence table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I want a gun that's going to look good on the evidence table. Tell that to my gun dealer. Well, uh, hey, wait a minute. Let me say the thing I say at the beginning of every one of these here episodes. I say, hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. Welcome to Bananas for Bonanza. Folks, I'm your host, Dalton Wilcox. I'm a real working cowboy and a cowboy poet from the American West 
currently living in an underground network of tunnels under an undisclosed national park because of all of the invisible mans that I gunned down at the annual Wilcox Ranch Cowboy Poetry Exposition. That's a long story. We're not getting into it. Folks, each episode of this show, we talk about an episode of the TV show Bonanza. That's all. That's it. That's all we do. And we go in order because I'm going to tell you right now, this episode you're listening to right now is coming out just a few days before Christmas. And I seriously considered maybe skipping ahead to a Christmas themed episode of Bonanza, like maybe season eight, episode 15, A Christmas Story. But on this show, we go in order and we ain't anywhere near season eight. So even though maybe you might say to yourself, it would be very enjoyable to hear about a Christmas episode uh, this many days before Christmas, it's not going to happen. By the time we get to that one, it could be in the middle of July and we'll damn do it. Uh, you're free to watch the Christmas story episode of Bonanza anytime you want to. Matter of fact, I recommend it. It's real good. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit in a little bit. But today <laughs> we are going south of the border for an extremely history making episode of Bonanza. This is season one, episode 16, El Toro Grande, which could mean anything. A lot of the words in this episode is Spanish. We got a wonderful guest here to help us discuss it before we introduce him. Just just quick hello, you already heard from him. We got Mutt Taylor, uh, guitarsman of the Journeyman here, firing off bullets at Santa Claus. Howdy. How, how, howdy to you. How are you up there? I'm doing as well as a fella living on his own with a Christmas tree cut down sideways because it's so big it can't fit in his shipping container can be. Yep, you're living in a shipping container and you misjudged the height of your ceiling so badly that your Christmas tree is lying down. But I think that that's, that's uh, probably looks great. And Amy Sleverson, uh, Christian entrepreneur Amy Sleverson, who's now marketing the f- family gun. The family gun, but alongside that, I'll be I'll be plugging a few more Christmas holiday products that we'll get to just in time for the new year. Yes, typically episodes of Bonanza, Amy is inspired by moments in the in the show to come up with new products for her Christian home goods product line, and and we're always delighted to hear about them. Well, now, folks, let's get to our fantastic guest. I couldn't be more excited than this guy. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal any behind-the-scenes business, but this guy was pitched to us hard. This guy's people was calling me, a lot of them, many times, say, this guy's got to be on Bananas for Bonanza. He is an actor. He is a writer. He is a producer and a podcaster. He's always up to something. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Shears here. Hey, Paul Shears. Yeah. Hey, everybody. So, so excited to be here. So blessed. Uh, so honored. I mean, what a what a great group. And uh, I love what you guys are doing. This is awesome. Hey, thanks a lot. It means a lot to me. Yeah, What's your yeah. favorite episode of ours? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's actually, you know, just because of quarantine stuff i haven't had a chance to actually listen uh to the episode but everybody i've been talking to my publicist has been saying this is a great uh podcast and oh, you haven't you know, had an opportunity to to listen to this podcast to bananas for bonanza i just heard the what you were just saying before about uh the the, the christmas tree and the christmas episode i thought that would sound really cool and uh, okay yeah who's, so your that favorite, be... who's your favorite character on bonanza yeah oh man you know that it's actually a great question uh i like a lot of them uh you know i'm, I'm actually uh, kind of my hands are a little bit deep in the world of Bonanza. I think that's probably uh, why I'm I'm here. Honestly, uh, I'm uh, I'm working on a. Well, I mean, I, I have actually been tasked with uh, rebooting Bonanza. So what? I'm very excited. Yeah. What are you talking about? Reboot. That's my uh, job. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm just uh, basically I've been kind of reached out to by uh, 
you know, by the studio to kind of re-envision Bonanza for like now. Like what's the Holy audience want now? So I'm very shit. excited about it. Yeah, it's big. And, you know, I definitely want to catch up and, and see these episodes because it sounds... It sounds like there's so much stuff going on, you know, for me. But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I love. Wait a it. minute, for now, like you're not setting it in contemporary times, are you? It's a back and forth, you know. So there will be there will be a plot line that will be uh, in in the present, and then obviously the plot line in the past. Oh my goodness! So it's like we're going back and we're we're seeing the Cartwrights on the Ponderosa in the 1860s, and then we're flashing forward to what to 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 like the Ponderosa today or something well, like that, we're, we're or, or their descendants. Like, well, yeah, we're gonna have like a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm trying to still like kind of break it all down, but obviously because yeah. you know, uh, you know who's that guy from uh, Stairway to Heaven or Highway to Heaven? That guy, uh, Michael Landon. Michael, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah he so, might as well uh, be. You know, so he, uh, you know, because obviously, like, I think one of the things they never really explored in the show is like, or maybe they haven't talked about it because back then it was like, he's bisexual, right? And so the idea that, like, wait a minute, what the hell are you talking about? He's barely, like, sexual. Well, that's the whole thing. He's he's hiding his sexuality, and that's something that we're going to really kind of get into in this in this version of it. What, you know, uh, and kind of how yeah that that kind of takes over the family. Obviously, you know. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're talking about Little Joe Cartwright, the character Little Joe yeah, Cartwright. Yeah, Little Joe Cartwright, uh, bisexual, Jesus and you know, and, and and I think that's a that was kind of my hook in is. Uh, you know, so when we go to the future, the Cartwrights, it's a family, it's going to be all women instead of the brothers. Oh, you know, so well, it's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> well, how are they going to, first of all, how are they well, even going to survive if they're women? Every woman dies in this show. You got one episode, good luck. Yeah, yeah well, no, nah, I think, you know, we're really going to like, kind of up it and really kind of really, you know, put some more bells and whistles on the on the show. For me, it's sort of, uh, I think the thing that, that people really liked is, you know, what's the what's the modern day bonanza? Like what is the modern ghost day? women? Yeah. Ghost I'm sorry? women. Ghost women? Women who are because no, you said no. all the women die, so then they're ghost women. Oh yeah, women. no, 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 no. There's no ghost women. Um they run a small like pop up bakery now outside of um like Reno, Nevada. And so the, it's a family. The Cartwrights are kinda they're 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 kinda they're they'll be, you know. There's money here, you know. There's a franchise opportunity, or small bake shop that's that's kind of growing exponentially. So, are you talking about? Is this the current day? That's the current day. The current day plot is the descendants of our Cartwright heroes is Mm -hmm. all women's, and they've got a a A pop up bakery. Uh, and that's getting a lot of attention a lot like so it's like this idea that they're expanding out and they're getting bigger it's sort of like the new bonanza is small business you know back then it was gold right that's what the show is about gold uh, and so god damn it it's silver and uh, okay. timber yeah, and sure. the car so rights anyway. are not mining anything damn it now it's just... about muffins and muffin diving well, yeah, I mean, look, we de- definitely want to have fun with that kind of stuff because we also see like the oh. the fun integrations that we can do when the show comes on Amazon. Like, we'll be able to, Amazon. you know, have like muffin pop ups all over the country. It'll be like, you know, official Cartwright muffins and muffin which I'm dives. excited about. Yeah. What's a muffin dive? Hang on now. Amy Sleverson is throwing around the term muffin diving like it's something we've all heard of. What the hell is muffin diving? Well, I've heard of muffin diving. Well, yeah, I, I, I haven't experienced it, but my husband is, is, is something that kind of it, it treats women's hysteria. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to look into it on my own time, sounds like. Uh, you know, I know that uh, I, I think it actually works opposite for me, if you catch my drift. 
Okay. It makes women hysterical, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm just psyched to be here. I want to learn from you guys. want to get what is, you know, uh, bananas and uh, and just kind of understand it. Let me, Bana- let me you mean Bonanza? Yeah, but... Right, well, the show is, uh, the show is called... Ban- Oh, brother. The We're, actual show is Bananas for Banan... Right? Or, this is, or is dis- it just Bananza? This is, this is desperate. This is a desperate situation. Are you sh- pitching what? this or have you already sold it? No, we got a green it. light. It was really cool. No, I got, uh, I got in there and I just, you know, kind of... I looked at them and I was like... I said, you know, Bonanza... But bananas is one of the, the biggest shows of all time. Like, we need to redo this and yeah. uh, we'll make it gritty, you know, make it more sexual. Uh, obviously, you know, Deadwood is, you know, the kind of the guiding post here. And we want to kind of push it even further, you know, than just kind of like really get in that world. But then also show how like the modern day cowboys are, you know, small business pop ups, you know, uh, food trucks, et cetera, because they will have a uh, there's going to be a, a fun thing, like a, a competition with a food truck. And that will be kind of like. Another ranch or whatever the thing is. Modern day cowboying is not making muffins, goddammit. There's still working cowboys out there on the range, my friend. Well, what were you going to yeah, say, yeah, Mutt Taylor? I think Mutt Taylor's going to read you the ride act. Go on, Mutt. I'm, was, lit, I'm letting him off the chain. Oh, I was just going to say I ought to slap you with a bandolier full of shotgun shells. But oh, I'm writing this down. This is great. Wait, what? No, you can't. <laughs> See, that's again? my point. I, and I no, ought to rasp you yeah. with my whiskery chin just Got to. No, stop it. If you could okay. just, I ought to yank you by your I ear and you. send okay. you by yeah. Pony it. Express okay. dead and minced oh. up to your mother. You, I love this. This is great. I, where, where is entrails like a scarf around your neck? Yeah, God damn it. Thank you. I ought to hang you great. in a noose made of your own entrails, menudo and tripe dribbling down your chin so the buzzards know where to visit. Yeah, yeah I want to unwrap, I want to unwrap your mummification and wipe my ass with it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, cool. I love uh, this is this is why I'm here. I'm so psyched. This is, I, I'm loving it. My you know, point, we, yeah, mother, yeah. mother duster, is that I pitched a show called Munanza that was set in the future, but it yeah, didn't I sacrifice any of the, the 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 lifestyle of the cowboy like yours has, and it seems you've stolen out from under me. No, nah, they said they said there's a lot of people pitching on this, you know, and uh, and for me it was sort of like it was a no brainer because I kind of had worked on it, you know, with them in the past, and so I just kind of came in, but they said that that idea never really got traction. They said they just had a theme song and. Uh, some like, images of like a like a ranch house on a moon or something like you're that. talking about the moon and the theme mean? song yeah yeah. That's the number one greatest theme song in the history of television, despite the fact that it never was on television. Well, we've already Sing talked it. to Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is going to be doing our Bonanza theme, and we're excited about that because he's so, what he's do, doing is just awesome. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I guess I just want to get into it. I want to, like, just figure out, like, you know, we got to, you know, we have to make amends here. And obviously, I think there's a lot of things that, you know. You know, I don't know if you guys have really like gotten into like, the, you know, the issues of Bonanza. You know, I want to get into it. Like, what what do you guys want to see in a big a big thing? You know, what do you want to see? Like, what do you want to see happen? I just want to see the same show I've always seen. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, in my in my version, the old you know, in the old uh, you know, the old part of the show, the you know, uh, we're gonna yeah. definitely we're definitely gonna embrace the fun stuff like. Hop Singh is definitely going to be a big part. He he is going to be the smart. He's going to be the brains. Honestly, that that's what the thing are that you talking about? Yeah, we Hop just want to Hop Singh. We want to kind of like make make amends there and just make Hop Singh like, oh. you know, he's really the the mastermind of the Cartwright family. Kind of make amends for what? 
Hop you know, Sing is a comical Chinese man, and it yeah, it just doesn't sit right. Yeah. What do you mean it doesn't sit right? Yeah, he, we just he, need to kind of address it and kind of, you know, so what we're going to do is elevate him, uh, you know, and kind of make him like the boss. Uh, but he's already a wonderful cook. What do you mean he, elevate him? Well, that's the whole idea. Like the cooking that he's going to do is that's going to be our, our connective tissue. To uh-huh. the, the, the yeah to the future because it's going to be Hop Singh's bakery, uh, so in the future oh, Hop brother. Singh is running the bakery. The Cartwrights are working for him, so it's sort of like that's the kind of the upheaval that we're kind of looking <laughs> at. You know, can I what? have a bottle of water like they give at development meetings? Because this yeah. is hard to follow. No, it's it's it, you know it's really to me it's like it's it's sexy, it's cool, and and you know I just again we want to do all the cowboy the fun cowboy stuff too. You know. Uh, we are not going to validate your parking at the end of this pitch meeting, my friend. No, oh, you man. son of a bitch. Uh, and I will say that I only pitched this one place and one place only, and that was a place called Quibi. And it didn't yeah. go. And I, I maybe oh. should have tried some other places. And aside from Trent Reznor doing the score, which since watching Mank shows that he's perfectly versatile, I disagree versatile, with yeah. everything to its core, which you are presenting today, you son of a bitch. Well, no, I think you're going to like what we have. Uh, obviously, you know, you know, for us, it's like it's kind of bringing the humor back it's it's we want to put jim carrey in the front of it as the as the patriarch of the family <laughs> so you know like he's going to be really like that he's going to be our um i don't even know how you pronounce his name is it uh lorny lorny green character and um and oh, so he'll Lord. be that lorny green and it's uh, lorn green the e is decorative oh, okay so yeah so he'll be like so we have like uh, you know obviously Car- jim carrey is attached uh and we and then we have like a really fun uh, crop of young Cartwrights. And, you know, for me, it's sort of like it was a coup for us to get uh, Demi Lovato uh, to kind of Who? commit to act. Demi Lovato. As, what? Uh, what? Dua Lipa? Uh, Dua Lipa, you know, she, I don't know if she acts, but, you know, Demi to us was somebody that we really wanted to get because she grosses over so much. And, you know, she'll be, you know, doing a lot of that kind of, uh, she'll be kind of heading up the family in, in the in the front line. of it. She's you know? going to die in the first episode. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. She's she is really uh, she's really going to be, you know, she's our. I don't know. Uh, she's our lead. I mean, she's our lead in our future. Yeah. So that's kind is of fun. Megan, oh. Megan the Stallion going to make muffins, too? Uh, God bless, right from your words to uh, her ears. Uh, but you know, uh, like, look, it's we whose wanna, ears? Her? What? Are you calling God a her? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, right? I mean, God is everyone, right? So it's also God to her. Oh. Uh, let, let me let me yeah. just school you on one thing sure. that you yeah, probably yeah. don't realize. Mm-hmm. You can teach a stallion to do so many different things, but you'll never teach it to make muffins. This guy is such a city slicker. He thinks he's going to teach a stallion how to make <laughs> goddamn muffins. It's no, absurd. No, no. no, no. You, it's, her name is Megan Stallion. She's not an actual stallion, but it doesn't make a difference. We're not going to be making the muffins. The muffins are just, you know, that's the, that's the, we said the lumber that's the lumber of of our future you know and then it's also kind of dealing with because in the in the past we have um uh his name is he's a big uh um hops uh hops or hot um Hoss, talk about Eric Hoss Cartwright. Hoss. yeah so he's really thin yeah he's thin in our version of it because we didn't want to we didn't want to promote diana that kind of uh negative stereotyping towards uh larger people so uh in our version he's gonna be a lot thinner but uh, wouldn't you rep- want to have a representative of larger people if you didn't want to have negative stereotyping you wanted to have them there it just felt to us like um 
like we don't want to show anything like we want to make make the show very accessible to people and like if they see somebody that's larger they may feel like we're making fun of them so we're you know we're calling him slim Haas is slim in our version of it oh, oh my, my god. god and that, and you got a goddamn a bisexual little joe what on earth did you do to adam He's Adam is the toughest. He's the manliest. He's the oldest yeah. of the three Cartwright boys. Uh, you didn't yeah. give him normal sized teeth, did you? Yeah, no, Adam is. Okay. Uh, you know, we still want to keep. We want to keep that masculinity, uh, and we really want to embrace it. And uh, you know, for us, it was just about finding that, like that right, uh, that right voice for it. You know. Oh yeah, he's got you a know. wonderful voice. That's true. Adam Cartwright does have a wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he's got a tough leading man voice. Yeah. Okay. So and I that, like. Yeah. I, so far, I like where you're. No, talking and we about wanted it. to also embrace the fact that you know, like Adam. Also, we want the show to have musical elements to it too, because I think that that's something that's a, on the prairie. People sing songs, and so that's why we. We did reach out to Clay Aiken to to kind of take that Adam role. Uh, he was uh, American Idol, and yeah, uh, yeah he, really fun, talented guy. Feels a very Midwest. And I think that's what we want to embrace in the show—a Midwest vibe. Clay Aiken is Adam Cartwright. Yeah. Oh, brother. We're excited. We're excited. We're excited about it. You know, we're really excited about him because again, we're trying to bring over the musical element that I think the show, yeah. at least what I what I had understand the show to be, is. Uh, you know, obviously, it, there's music in it. To be clear, have you ever watched the television program Bonanza? Uh, I mean, well, this the one, a, you know, this is a question that I get asked a lot. No, yeah, I'm sure but you I, do. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. But here's, I'll tell you the thing. I've, I've, uh, I've cut the cord. I've cut all the cords. Actually, uh, I live kind of a. Uh, a life where I no computers, no internet, no TV. So I just, uh, what I'll do is I'll go to the local library in my town and I'll, I'll look on Wikipedia and I got enough from that to kind of, oh. kind of work on my pitch and stuff. Yeah. But I don't you really mind, watch TV. I'm not a fan of it. You mind, uh, telling me where you live? No reason. I just, I just want to know where you live. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, uh, okay. Well it's out here in Hollywood. Uh, Pacific Palisades for life. Oh, <laughs> you're lucky you live in sanctuary. And well, hey, if you bubble. ever want to, if you ever want to come, we have uh, two guest houses out here and it's lovely. We'll put you up real nice. And even the second guest house has its own little pool area. This reminds me of the, the pitch meeting I was set up with by ICM with the Catholic Church when they wanted me to market my my bank Christ Cash. Does ICM represent the Catholic Church now? Well, they tried to set me. Yeah, they said, "Oh, you guys get together," and we were both told that we were big fans of the other one, yeah. but then neither of us were. Oh right. And we you still had it. to eat a Caesar salad. Uh-huh. What were you trying to pitch? Oh, you were trying to pitch them your uh, Christian Christ banking? Cash. Christ Cash. And this is where it's, uh, it's uh, what is it, quick high-interest loans to Christians only? Yes. Okay. And the Catholic Church didn't go for that? No. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, uh, what we have heard is uh, so far is an absolute outrage, and it is uh, bewildering. Uh, that, and to learn like, to learn like this, that Amazon is rebooting Bonanza in this whole new and different 
way. Yeah, it's going to be a lot like the boys. It's going to be edgy. It's going to be funny. It's going to be action. And again, like, you know, we're going to be playing with the timelines and, you know, yeah. whatever that may be. And I think, you know, I think, it, you know, obviously, you know, we want to hear your pitches. We want to make sure that you all feel involved. Uh, you know, um, we know that they have a very small following of the original show, but we don't want to lose you guys. You know, we uh, we uh, we make way for the old timers. That's something that uh, Amazon so, you know, feels like we really want to embrace. Like, I know you got the wrong idea, but Bonanza is the most popular television show of all was. time. It and was. it continues to be to this day. Mm. More people watch old episodes of Bonanza on YouTube than have ever watched anything anywhere at any time in the history of man. And I that don't know inc- if that's right. Yeah, that's I'm, again, true. I'm a little fuzzy on the on the whole internet of it all, but uh, I don't know if well, that's entirely true. But uh but truthfully it, oh, like true. I mean, like, look, I, I kind of maybe can talk to you about some of the the plots, or we could talk about this episode again. I didn't get to see the episode. You listen to uh, me, Silver Speedo. Yeah, I'll tell you oh, something. Well, that's there's, good. I'm writing that down. Well, there's 430 episodes of this show, and we cover yeah, yeah. every one. And by God, we will. And when we get to the end, we're, we're not going to get we're going to get the most of those done in the first season. Oh boy, I'm saying when we get to the end of this original and only series of Bonanza, don't expect us to come doing a podcast recap show about your fancy pants dude well, no we actually have somebody uh lined up for it right now what? uh and that's yeah that's great it's uh it's um i don't know if you know uh she's patty harrison super funny comedian and she is uh great and her and uh it, she's gonna be doing it, and a fun thing having bigger celebrities on stuff like that so we definitely want to do that we want to kind of get into the comedy world with uh fun people like you're that. launching the the sort of comedy recap podcast of your tv show at the same time well we just want it to be irreverent like the show was you know uh oh. obviously you know because it's sort of like to me it was sort of like you know bonanza represents uh so much that we want to make sure that we bring in the youth and stuff like that too so she's young and she's very funny and so we want her to be kind of leading that and she'll bring in different guests you know and uh but yeah and you know again well anything that you want to see uh let me know because it's like you know uh we'll definitely do we'll do fun stuff i i know that uh you know we have a i was writing this other episode uh last week which i'm it's so fun where uh where uh, the, the slim and uh, and Jim Carrey, they are uh, they get like um, this is so great. They get robbed by this like uh, Native American woman, and uh, you know during a blizzard and stuff like that. And so then they're left out there. It, it's kind of like uh, it's our Sopranos. So it's like Slim and Jim Carrey kind of lost in the woods uh, trying to get home. And that's a you know really dark episode where we get to really see what they're feeling emotionally. You know how lonely they are. We get to kind of plumb the depths of their depression and wow. you know of being on this. And, and stuff like that. That sounds a lot like the episode called The Last Hunt, where Haas and Little Joe are out almost getting robbed by a squaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, just took that metal. and we kind of just kind of put our little magic dust on it and just kind of... You know, are, you, just, yeah. are you looking for commercial sponsors? Uh, you know, honestly, hey, Amazon wait. doesn't have commercials. But if you, but you know, obviously, but we want to, like, you know, look, maybe we do like a trade thing. Like, if I do a commercial for you guys, you could do a commercial on our thing. I don't know if that works, but we could try it. Like, what would you like to do? I have a, a it's a holiday item. It's just yeah. for right now. It's this peace, prayers, and blessing supreme basket. Okay, yeah, wagon. Wow. It's the supreme nice. basket wagon. Supreme basket wagon. <laughs> It's a Supreme Basket Wagon, and okay. it comes with a family in need. Okay, well, a I just family? want to ask you, said it, yeah. you said it's a holiday thing. Is it a Catholic holiday thing? Or is it no, like, it's like, no. Oh, okay, go, go. It's just Christian. Okay, Christian. Oh, okay, no, because yeah, our, our Cartwrights are going to be Jewish. What the hell? How? That, I mean, 
the Cartwrightmans, well, yeah, you can't. What well, it doesn't work. It doesn't scan. It won't work. It was just, to me, it makes more sense to kind of really, I mean, to be talking about somebody trying to make it in a time we've we've seen the story of like the the white uh, Catholic family. We want to do something a little bit different, you know. So that's why we are, you know, they are going to be, uh, you know, Jewish family on the prairie uh, and and kind of embracing all. But that we've already seen that on Bonanza. They all play the Indians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, our Indians are going to be a little bit different. They're going to be a lot smarter. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be really running the roost here. You know, uh, yeah. There's no reason these baskets couldn't be reconfigured re, uh, as Hanukkah oh, baskets. Great, great. Um, but they would still come with a family in need. And okay, wait, that, literally a family in need, or are you a supporting fee, a family? Our family in need comes with the basket. That it, <laughs> oh. a, one member of the wow. family is a very pretty woman, and one is a musician. So you know that you're guaranteed uh, that in every family. Is it a basket? basket? Yeah. Is it a basket that's shaped like a wagon? It's a basket wagon. Oh, it's like from uh, this episode we're about to talk about. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yes, uh, but that's uh, why I was thinking. I mean, if the, if he's shutting down our show right now, oh no, no I don't want I don't want to shut it down. I really want to no, use you guys. I want right. to like. I definitely want to like. That's why my publicist put me on here. I want to want to connect with you guys so you'll support me. Uh, that's I'm kind of I'm bringing some energy over to you guys because my social media stuff is really going to help this podcast. I'll tweet about it and Instagram, and you know, I'll, you know, I'll hit it up on Twitch. Whatever you guys want me to do. But I'm just saying that I'm open to jumping ship whenever you need somebody. I'll ask. Hey, I'll ask Patty, I'll ask How Patty. dare you? How you know, I'm you? sorry. Do you do you, do you know at all uh, your star meter ranking? Because we are using we're bank, we're banking our guests based on IMDb star meter ranking. So, do you have a star meter ranking? Oh, You're like, oh yeah. Well, like our uh, sheriff badge, the, that like a ten star. Uh, no, it's a, more of a Hollywood thing. Like we're uh, Amazon only wants us to book guests that are two thousand and higher on the Amazon Star Meter thing on our podcast. So if oh. you're in that zone, I mean, and you're you know you're a woman, so you probably are a little bit higher than a lot of the guys, and that's something we're definitely you know into. So yeah, if you can find out that Star Meter, I'll, I'll send it to the people at Amazon. How do they measure that? I'd like to know how they measure that. I, I don't know. Nobody I don't know knows. if it's about searches or projects uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm very blessed to you know kind of have an, a, a, a really nice one, and that's you know that's kind of I think why. Yeah, I was able to, you know, uh, get this job. That's how they're making their decisions based on the. Nobody knows how the calculated star meter. God damn yeah, it. I got. Um, I do. Un- you know, I'm I'm down to talk about this episode. Some, my assistant gave me some notes about it, so I can kind of just jump in wherever. Uh, Whatever you want, you know, I'm here to I'm here to support you guys. And again, it's a niche podcast. And I love that, you know, you all are keeping the flame alive. Uh, This isn't a niche podcast. They telling me that this is right behind uh, uh, Radio Lab and the TED Talks hours and the uh, Malcolm Gladwell's. And then maybe alphabetically, right? Number four is us. But oh, okay. well, for, for oh wow. Okay. Well, hey, look, I, that's awesome. Again, I know that you've had some big guests. My publicist is telling me that uh, uh-huh. uh, Nick Pizzoletto was on the show. So that's, you know, that really uh, that made yep. me feel like, confident to come on here. Yeah. And I, yeah. Have, I have a thousand pounds of uh, genuine Mexican bull livers that. Uh, oh, a thousand pounds it, of livers. Because it, they. It's based on the story from the show, Promoteo, Prometheus. And Mm. so the bull, these bulls, the livers are strapped up on the on the mountains of Acapulco. Okay, cool. um, I love Acapulco. Right? Yeah, it's best. um, The livers are picked out um, and then 
a Christmas holiday nosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like you need to move thousand pounds uh, of livers yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, right. I'm not really in the ad sales part of this, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm in. You know, so okay. So maybe on our podcast, we'll advertise your podcast, and on your podcast, you advertise our podcast and Amy Sleverson's livers, thousand pounds of livers. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I'll talk to my pub, uh, my my producer about that. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm I'm down. I'm I'm so down. I love I love like you know ad swapping. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're down. Uh, but hopefully this episode will cheer you up because we're got a, this episode is a fantastic episode and we're going to talk about it. And I, my hope, my goal, my hope is that by the time we're done talking about this episode of Bonanza, our friend Paul Shear will say to himself, Hey, all this crazy stuff I'm planning to do to modernize and change up Bonanza is exactly the wrong way to go. And instead it should be just precisely the way it was. And let's see if I can persuade Amazon to simply show the old episodes and treat yeah, it like a new I, show yeah i think it, people think it's a little bit slow i mean but uh but you know the good news is is that we got the you know the sign off from uh pernell roberts's uh grandson so he is all on board with this too so he'll be able to get out there and get the the word out Ugh, poor pernell well all right folks this this episode has everything as i say about all the episodes if you have been thinking to yourself up to now Bonanza has given us thoughtful, sensitive depictions of Chinese uh, people and Native American people's people. Mm. And when will they finally explore Mexico and Mexicans? Your wait is over. This episode is full of Mexicans, and one of them is played by a real Mexican. This episode is funny as hell, and it is suspenseful, and it is romantic, and I can't think of a single thing that it, that I would change about this episode if I could. I can't think of one thing. It's perfect. I think this one is perfect. Right? Yep. All right. Uh, I mean, it's a little, it's a little crazy. I mean, I'm looking at my notes here. It says like, uh, what that like, um, Haas had to to fight a bear or something like that, or is that is that? Oh part yeah, of we're going to show that clip. We're going to, yeah, we, yeah and, we're going to show and, that. And clip. it puts the revenant to shame. Let me tell you that much. Hell yes, my God, the revenant would would bury itself deep in a pit if it ever saw this. And it touches but, on issues of immigration that are 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 uh, vital to our nation's story. And this episode is historical in two different ways. Number one way it's historical is it's the first time we ever learn that Hoss Cartwright's real name is Eric. We've never learned. We've never heard that before. We're definitely going to call him Eric in our show. More, it, Eric or Slim is probably the two names. It'll be primarily Eric. Well, okay. And this also, I fell down a rabbit hole about this. Cool. I believe this episode of Bonanza is the first recorded utterance of the term Chupacabra. Really? I truly believe. (laughs) I truly believe it is based on my research, which that's going to be a big thing for us. We're definitely playing into this period, uh, the supernatural world here. We want to get that Stranger Things idea out in Bonanza. Like, you know, what are the the monsters of the prairie? So I think I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Well, Lord, there's what are the monsters of the prairie? There's monsters all over the prairie. I've been advised and admonished to please not talk about monsters on this podcast. I know. but, But, you know, 
they asked me to to kind of get your your vibe on that a little bit too because we oh. do want to play into the supernatural element that I think has always been on the show uh, but really never you know kind of cracked up. I don't know what you mean by supernatural. What I'm trying to tell you is there's vampires and Frankensteins and mummies out there on the right, plains right. of yeah, the American I West. I am writing right this down. Now. This is great, great. And those motherfuckers are trying to kill cowboys. I believe me, this is going to be a big part again, a big part of what we're talking about. Well, this okay, great. now I'm now I'm starting to come around. All right, if it if it deals with those real issues, that's good. Folks, you know I like to do some fun facts about the people that is in this episode. Maybe I'm going to run through the a few little fun facts, then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to go scene by scene of this episode, and we're going to school this Paul Shear in the glories of the original right. Bonanza as it was always meant to be. Well, there's a character in this episode named Don Xavier Lozaro. And he, I, this episode, they go down to Mexico, and this mm-hmm. fella, is a, he's a Mexico bull owner down there. And this fella, uh, uh, Ricardo Cortez, played the role. Ricardo Cortez was born Jacob Krantz in uh, <laughs> New York City. And when he arrived in Hollywood in 1922, they thought he, they, he could be the next Rudolph Valentino. And so they changed his name to Ricardo Cortez. And uh, he had a kind of a career in the silent movies and in the talkies as a sort of a poor man's uh, uh, Rudolph Valentino. But he did star as Sam Spade in the Maltese Falcon. Well, yep. Ricardo Cortez. Now they. They rebooted it 10 years later with some fool named Humphrey Bogart. Oh, but okay, got wait. it, got it. So you're saying that, that when they did actually decide to put an ethnically appropriate actor into the role of a Mexican, it, it was played by a person who was not ethnically appropriate. Uh, I didn't follow what you said there. I didn't this, either. Go no. on. But this uh, Don Xavier Lozaro was played by Ricardo Cortez, a.k.a. Jacob Krantz. Now, uh, uh, he this, interestingly enough, he had a long movie career. This is the one and only time he ever appeared on television. Whoa. And right after that, he quit show business and got a job on Wall Street and did pretty well for himself. So that's well, that's, that's a, a great that's a great movie idea. I'm going to write that down. It's easy to explain because where are you going to go from being on Bonanza? There's nowhere to go but down. That's right. His career reached a pinnacle, and he said, "I quit while I'm on top." Then we've got to also looked into this lady Barbara Ann Luna, who played Cayetana Losaro, which means "shut up" in Spanish because she talks too much. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> Most of the women on this show don't have quite so many lines, but this she really has a lot to say. And this woman, Barbara, sometimes she capitalizes the second B in her name. So that's fun. She was in the. Uh, uh, yeah. Barbara? That's if you look her up on uh, uh, Paul's treasured IMDb, it's capital B-A-R, capital B-A-R-A, one. Yeah, and I'm actually, uh, I'm looking at her IMDb rank right now, and yep. she's actually up 155 points this week, which is actually really great for us. So maybe oh. that's somebody we should look at casting in the show. That's great. Well, Thank that's you. because we're talking about her right now. Yeah. Now, and she, she was in the original production of South Pacific and The King and I. And uh, she was in a movie with Frank Sinatra, and then and then she played uh, uh, Lieutenant Marlena Moreau in a classic episode of Star Trek called Mirror Mirror. You ever hear that one? Here's this is what this one was about. This episode involves a transporter malfunction that swaps Captain Kirk and his companions with their evil counterparts oh, from yeah. a parallel universe. Right. I'm that's, you ever hear that? 
That sounds hard. Yeah, I got to quickly. I want to just share my screen with you because I have a screen photo from that episode. I do like actually working on a Star Trek thing with uh, QT, which has been great. Uh, QT. uh, Oh, sorry, Quentin uh, Tarantino. So we're just kind of we're kind of really kind of having fun with, you know, really shaking it up a little bit more. And yes, again, more sex, more gritty, you know, fun stuff, fun stuff. Yeah. Good Lord. No, no one, no one should ever do anything with the original Star Trek. I don't want to hear about any goddamn new television show or any other anything. No, I that agree, original agree. Star we, Trek. No one's ever touched it after all these years, and nobody should. We're agreeing. What we're going to actually do is just CGI the mouths a little bit different, uh, and so it will be the original actors, but we'll be putting all new dialogue into the old episodes, kind of you know re re kind of rebooting all the episodes. Uh, so then you know, you'll never be able to actually see the old episodes. It'll just be kind of our new scripts with the voices, kind of like um, uh, you know uh, like Johnny Quest or something like that. Oh, Good Lord. Well, anyway, this is a photo of our friend uh, James T. Kirk here with Barbara Ann Luna. And uh, I I just need an explanation for the vest. He's wearing like a gold lame vest. Yeah, that's with sexy. That's great. Commendations on it and fringe on the shoulders. and So Drake. Who? Uh, Francis so Drake. Drake? No, 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 Drake, the musician. It's yeah, it's. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's such a Drake outfit right there. I love that's it. a very Drake outfit, is it? Yeah, it's totally right. Drake. Well, I don't know. What, I I just don't know what's going on. But anyway, there's that. And then, folks, we've got uh, there's a, uh, another interesting actor in this episode, a fellow by the name of Roderick Redwing, uh, playing the uh, Indian Brave. In that scene where the Indians steal the bull, Roderick Redwing claimed to be a Chickasaw Indian, but the 1940 census made it clear that his birthplace was India and that his name was apparently Roderick Rajperkai. But he was one of the top gun, knife, tomahawk and whip instructors in Hollywood in his day. Nice. Skills which he did not use at all in this episode of Bonanza. And technically, he's still an Indian. Sure, exactly. He was just as confused in the same way as Christopher Columbus was. Now we're going to get a lot. Of, that's going to be like one of the cool things about our show is that the knife fights are going to be really a real all one shot. David Leach, uh, who did, you know, uh, obviously John Wick and stuff. He's going to be directing the pilot. So, you know, that's going to be a you know, that's that's how obviously Pa Cartwright gets that scar across his face in the first episode. Dalton, we've got to be willing to grow and develop and, and learn for the because we can't proselytize to the new generation unless we. Oh, man, I, I'm willing to wear one of those vests if that's what it takes. But I don't like anything that he's talking about here. This is unbelievable. No, we want to make it kind of we want to make, you know, Pa Cartwright, you know, because obviously Jim Carrey's got such a great face. We we do want to, you know, kind of create him like Omar from The Wire, which is my favorite show. You know, this is because like, this is The Wire of the Old West. So we do want to have, you know, whenever pa, pa Cartwright comes around, like we want to have that scary slash down the so And, you know, that'd be funny. Yeah, there's a few yeah. right down. This is the most upset I've been. Really? Who's doing the theme song? And and if you haven't chosen anyone, well, that was Trent Reznor. Trent is going to be doing that. Just doing the music. But if you, oh oh, yeah, no, but but I mean, we assume. But if you want to maybe. You know, take a crack at it. we. We definitely have open submission. We, uh, I'll let I'll you know I can kind of put it to our people, our music soups. Well, I'll uh, send which, one over, and if you're open oh, to good it, good lord, Mutt Taylor. Well, I'm just saying. What are you it, doing? It might be just called Moonanza, and then consider setting it on the moon. And, oh, I see. Uh, yeah, again, I we're see not really doing game. moon stuff until uh, season three, or at least that's the way the pitch oh, document okay. ran. Well, I have I have an order in to Vista Prince for ten thousand posters. 
Um, and it's uh, it's wagon wheels in the forest. Have you ever heard okay. that Christian story? No. That I was I was wagoning through the forest, and mm-hmm. my life flashed before my eyes, and I saw myself fighting a bear, and then shooting two men in cold blood, and a ritualized scarring, and then I noticed in some points only one wagon wheel trail, and I said, "Where?" Where were right. you? Where were yeah. you, Michael Landon? And he, and God said, Michael Landon said, because I was 20 miles behind you carrying all your stuff. Wow. That's heavy shit. I love that. That's a beautiful story. That's I love beautiful. that yeah. story. I kind of used it from the, the some other Christian literature and then just uh-huh. kind of copy-pasted. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yes, it that. does. parts of it do seem familiar, but parts of it are brand new. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed that. All right. Well, uh, with that, I think we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go scene by scene on uh, season one, episode uh, 16 of Bonanza, the absolutely perfect and no need to change in any way. El Toro Grande. We'll be right back. Folks, we're back. We're here. It's me, Dalton Wilcox, Amy Sleverson, Mutt Taylor, and our guest, Paul Shear, who is... And uh, I, am a yeah. ban- I am bonkers for Bonanza. No, okay. Oh, God. God. oh damn it. Bananas the show's called Bananas for Bonanza. Bonanza. Okay. Huh? Sorry. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to get on. I'm, and again, I'm going to get all this stuff in, you know, and this is not going to be another that, you know, it's not going to be another one of those TJ Hooker debacles that I, that was an issue that I had when I was trying to reboot that for a bit. Oh, you rebooted TJ Hooker? Yeah, he was a cop hooker. Oh, he's a cop and a hooker. Yeah, Named and uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was in Tijuana. In oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm actually this one actually sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, TJ Hooker, Tijuana hooker, but still a cop. Yeah, he was a cop. Uh, he was the undercover cop in Tijuana, uh, and it was a sex worker and a, a police officer and. It was. I thought it was actually really good, but obviously culturally right now, like what we're going through, cop shows are not going to really be getting a lot of heat. So we'll definitely just kind of we we got moved off of that, and that was uh, that was something that we were really excited about. But that was HBO Max, and they were all on board with that reboot. We're very excited. Uh, you know, we got Adrian. You you, re, have, you sounds like you've been rebooted a lot of shows. This sounds like it's kind of your thing. You yeah, I'm kind of uh, the reboot master, I guess, to a certain degree. I, I love to kind of, you know, take what was kind of great and then make it uh, great again, you know. Oh. Uh, kind of yeah. like uh my god Joe Biden right uh thank god he won oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah speaking you know, of Jim uh, Carrey build it back better build it back better yeah. i have a new saying instead of build the wall build the mall oh, build the mall i, I want to shop and i want to shop with everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, the goddamn stupid goddamn uh, shutdown orders that say you can't go to the mall i've been going wherever i want and yeah. whether so it's lucky open i got or that not. vaccine early Huh? What? I'm just so lucky I got that vaccine early. Uh, I guess I got friends. Uh, you know, I'm over at uh, UTA, and so they were able to. You just you know, put your name on a list over there, and we were the first ones to get it. Kevin Hart got it first, obviously. And uh, what and is it, UTA? Urine tract affection? 
No, no, no. That's my. Uh, that's my. Some uh, people have a lot agency. of affection for their urine tract. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's this is my uh, talent agency, UTA United Talent uh, Agency, and so they, uh, wow. they, they, what they were able to do was because uh, we are obviously all of us are frontline workers, and you know, uh, oh. so we were all able to get you know, if we don't create entertainment, then how does anyone kind of continue on? Like, if there's no one there to do table reads on YouTube, like, how do we? You know, how do we keep this this work? This rebooting Bonanza that you're doing is considered essential work. Yeah, essential work. Yeah. Frontline workers. Yeah. Uh, So that's I mean, so again, I'm so happy to get the the vaccine and I feel like I feel great. I feel really great. And I'm not wearing a mask anymore. And that's and that's great. I know they say I'm supposed to, but it's like, well, whatever. Yeah, no, I never have been wearing a mask. I don't want people to think I'm trying to rob a train. All right, folks. Uh, well, and this episode begins in Virginia City. In ben a Car- bank. In a bank. Ben Cartwright is getting $15,000 cash from the bank, and a bad guy sees him do it. And then goes around the corner, and, and he gives that money to Hoss in a uh, money belt and and we understand that Hoss and Little Joe is going to travel down to Mexico to buy a seed bull whose name is Romatias El Segundo Yame Encarnado <laughs> and uh, and somebody says well, that sure is a lot of bull and there's laughs all around fantastic first scene good comedy yeah that's that kind of that's the kind of comedy that we really want to be embracing again that's great. And that's the kind of banking that we do at Christ Cash. It's open book banking, so we yell out your balance uh-huh. as soon as you come in, right. and then we say, <laughs> you know, you're overdrawn by nine twenty twenty nine cents, and then we say a biblical quote regarding money as you leave. If you let, if you lend to the needy, charge no interest. Have a oh. good day. Oh, that's wow. from Exodus. And oh, then, that's beautiful. Um, but to be clear, you are charging interest at your bank. Yes. Are okay. you kidding me? How are we going to pay for the, the... Wow. It's a building. It's a building rental. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. They do announce... This banker does announce out loud. He just got $15,000. And uh, so now the whole town of Virginia City knows that somebody's got $15,000 cash. And that's how we go out to the opening credits is by these two bad guys sitting there basically explaining that they're going to kill Hoss and Little Joe and take that $15,000. I love it it all. And that's for me, that's always for me. What I love about it is that cut to the opening song and i know we're going to listen oh. to uh your monanza one but you know for us it's it's always been run the jewels has been in my mind as being the the band that's going to really kick it uh, into gear who? Well, i've never heard of that yeah i've never okay. heard of that but yeah. this episode is uh one of the other rabbit holes i fell down was looking into the whether this was the 16th episode to feature the burning map in the opening credits and it is oh. uh, now, oh, yeah, and, that map burning is great. Yeah. When we come back from them opening credits where uh, Hoss and Little Joe is setting up camp and those bad guys ride up and they trick them. And uh, sure enough, they've got guns, two guns on our heroes, and they're going to steal that $15,000. And that's when Little Joe says, makes like he's going to give them the money. He reaches into a leather bag that has a hole in the bottom of it already and shoots him. <laughs> Through the bottom of the bag. Oh, that was a great trick. And it tells me with that hole, he's done it before. He's done it before. the crushed ribs ploy, and then the bag play. The bag play. And then Hoss Cartwright bonks one of these guys on the head and kills him just with a a single bonk on the head. Yeah. Yeah, and he makes that fella that got killed. He makes a real comical face when he gets hit. I saw that, and I I tried to freeze it on. I 
I was going to show you, but yeah, folks, when you watch this episode again, you'll see he he gets bonked on the face and he makes a face like <laughs> and <laughs> falls down. <laughs> and and then Hoss is like, oh, I didn't mean to hit him that hard. And that's good comedy because you understand Boy. it, and it ain't it ain't using words or it ain't using uh, uh, intelligence. It's just using pans and faces. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Keep and then we mind. then we get to Mexico and we meet uh, we meet Cayetana, and she she's very excited about handsome Americanos coming into where, wherever they are. But her she mother didn't go to my no line school of acting. That's for sure. For I most know. women. I thought I about that. She went to the opposite. Yeah. But she is promised. She is betrothed. And her mother says one's marriage bans are posted. I don't know what that means. And uh, she's but she decides she's going to take a special bath and put on uh, special clothes to meet these handsome Americans. And what else? Then we meet. Uh, well, and then when she does meet him, she's basically dressed up like a bride. And she and little Joe do some heavy flirting right next to her fiance, Eduardo. And that's another time I'm going to share my screen with you because this was quite a extraordinary piece of staging. Wait a minute. I didn't do it, did I? We're, I'm surprised uh, nobody said that that she was a she was their prize cow. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That was right there. And they left that it was there. Right. They really, just you left know, I just that don't, lying on the table. I just don't like that kind of way that they treat women in the show. It just feels like really dismissive. And, you know, we really want to make sure that we, we don't do that in the show. We want to make sure. About? She's got the right. nicest clothes. Look at that. It's a lace mantilla. It's beautiful. You and know, obviously. To be d- dismissed, you have to be gathered and tossed. And in that moment, you're gathered. Yeah, this is a beautiful tossed. story. She is going mm-hmm. from being the property of her father to being the property of this Eduardo, but there's a in the yeah, transfer of property, property. There's a little yeah. bit of confusion. Well, anyway, I like this yeah. picture because this is a uh, <laughs> Joe pitching woo on Cayetana, and her fiance could not be closer. Right, uh, he is literally. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder and staring right we'll put this on our instacart and everybody can see it but this is uh he's staring daggers down joe joe cartwright anyway that amused me (laughs) all right but then what happens is that when we meet our comical mexican family boy they're funny oh man they should have a show they should give them a spinoff they really should have. And this fella, this is a genuine Mexican fellow, this actor, who was uh, part of a Mexican uh, something or other family troupe as a right. youngster. And he just, this guy cannot stop singing songs. This guy, he love just loves, <laughs> loves, loves, loves to sing what I presume are funny Mexican songs in Mexican no, language. No, they're all about I want to die. Maybe what? Mero. Oh, do you know some of this language? Yes, some of the songs. He says, I want to (laughs) die. Jeez, wow, this is dark. Okay, yeah. I'm shocked because he's singing them in a very jaunty style. Yeah, Yeah, no, they're sad. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyways, I should have mentioned that Xavier is selling the bull. Did I make any of this clear? Who cares? Hey, the the bull sometimes goes by Rojo 
big red big red yeah, yeah we're gonna the, do most of the show i mean i noticed also like they didn't really do subtitles in the show we really want to be truthful to the languages and of the people in the culture so we're going to definitely make the show uh, heavily subtitled you know because there isn't so it's not star trek there's no universal translator oh really so when the bull makes a noise or the bear makes a noise you'll put little subtitles under there too so as not to well, offend the rid- animals well that's ridiculous but i mean honestly uh we are finding we're doing a lot of research that animals are watching more tv and that's more cats and dogs and things like that uh but not you know uh but not necessarily bulls but if they do well, but what, yeah. then it won't be as educational because right now it's sort of a spang spanish english immersion program where you have to figure out who's using accurate spanish yeah, plus it's funny. It's more funny. There, There's a hilarious scene. Well, first, let's say this scene okay. here, The little there's a little boy who's concerned that the bull is being sold. He's pretty sure the bull's going to be eaten. He and can't speak Spanish, really. No, he can't speak Spanish. His mother speaks English just fine. And uh, But then in the next scene, what happens? The boy uh, steals the bull. He runs off with the bull. He's sort of a bull whisperer. Right. And, and then we have a funny boy. This scene was funny where the where the white people are asking the mother and father of the huh. boy where the boy is and where the bull is. And this is where your subtitle idea just falls apart because okay. what's so They're funny? Stretching for time. It's so funny. Is that what they was doing? But they They're asked, stretching. They're not saying anything to each other. Just keep saying right. So then, so then, so what we should do? So then, so uh, right. Uh, so then, and well, yeah, that's the whole anything. thing. Regular normal people who speak English watching this don't have any idea what they're saying and shouldn't. But what the joke is, is they say, where's the boy? And he says a whole lot of mumbo jumbo to her. And she says a whole lot of mumbo jumbo back to him. And then he says, she doesn't know. (laughs) All of that just for she doesn't know. And then the comedy rule of twos, they do it two times. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ask, they probably do. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Ask about the boy. Ask about the bull. And man, it was funny as hell. And if you had subtitles and y'all, you'd be reading is whatever nonsense they was saying, which Amy Sleverson says was what that. And then, and then, and then, and then. According to any story or about the boy or anything. You get the feeling that the that in the script they just said they, the two of them speak Spanish, and on the day, the director just said just say nothing or whatever. Just go on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this is kind of, again, if, if it borders on, on being offensive to me. But okay. But yeah, go, go do what you got to do. Yeah. It's, it's not offensive. So then uh, they head out to find the boy and the bull. There's a whole party out there. And Kayatana uh, insists upon coming along, which is very unladylike to have a woman along on a search party, for heaven's sake. But uh, she's going to go to some sheep herder's house. The boy, meanwhile, is out there making a fire to keep away the bears, which is not a thing that keeps away bears, but he's a boy. He doesn't know. And uh, he's out there with the bull, who, by the way, is not a particularly impressive bull. But anyway, he's the number one best seed bull in the world or something. But he's fat. Oh, boy, I liked it when the boy was fanning the fire with his little sombrero. That was adorable. And then the, the bull is scared of this. A bear comes along. The bull is scared of the bear. And, uh, uh, but the bear goes away because of the fire, I suppose. Then we see where Hoss and little Joe split up, and Joe's got a little mischievous look on his face, doesn't right. he, when they split up? Because he's going to that shepherd's house because he knows that's where Cayetana was headed, and he wants to have a rendezvous with her. 
He's right. He, he's got a little bit do. of a little bit of seed bowl in him himself. You know? <laughs> this, is, this is like where we would really. This is where we would get that R rating. You know, with the Hulu, with the the Amazon kind of a thing that we can do on the show, which is what I really like. Just really, you could really embrace like that sexuality that the show is always dancing around. Oh. Is a man going to come in to present the bisexual part of this story? Well, we are going to explore a lot of different types of love. There's not one way to love, you know, um, and I think that this show is really just going to be about, you know, seeing the unrequited love. Uh, you know, I obviously was a huge fan of Brokeback Mountain, uh, the poster and stuff, and I, and I, uh, and I want to embrace that here, too. I'll admit that was a good poster. They had cowboy hats yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like if we can good. get that kind of in the show, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But then, okay, so now they do run into each other at the shepherd's house, and she's really coming on strong to little Joe. And this is another one of those times where little Joe has flirted a whole bunch, but when it comes down to it, he's all scared. He's backing off. He doesn't like a, a woman that comes on strong, little Joe doesn't. And uh, and then she explains, I wrote down what she says. She says, uh, when Joe backs away, she says, you're just like a Spaniard. You think all women are without virtue. We're kept behind bars until we marry. And then our wicked, jealous husbands watch us and spy on us until we are old and fat and dead. She says that she's been told that Americanos treat their women with respect and trust. And he says, we do. And she says, then kiss me and prove it. Wow. That is he doesn't mention the death count in his household for women. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, what do you mean by respect? It depends on your definition of respect and trust, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you respect all races and, and, and sexes. And, you know, I think we really want to make sure that, you know, everybody here is 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 kind of uh, raised up. Uh, right. Yeah. Here. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure we are definitely on that kind of page. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. But anyways, uh, so, so yeah, she, I don't understand. I don't understand much of what she said there. She says, Americanos treat their women with respect and trust. Prove it by kissing me. That's, that would be proof. Uh, yeah. I don't get it either. Like maybe his kisses taste like respect or something. Okay. That helps me explain it. I just had an idea. Uh, what is TV show? Yeah, what do you got? Making yeah. Ban- so what if we have every character at Bonanza played by a sort of a Greek chorus of several Lay hundred like people okay. to represent every point of view? And then they yell at each other back and forth, it, you know, it, at the, all at the same time in dialogue. Yeah. You know, honestly, I tried that when I rebooted, uh, Gilgan's Island and uh, the network just wasn't going for it. It's too kind of bold, but I love that kind of an idea, you know, because uh, to me, a Gilgan's Island is always a kind of this perfect uh, microcosm of society. You know, you had your Republicans, you had your Democrats, you had your liberals, you had uh, you had this kind of power struggle there. And we really wanted to articulate that by showing this Greek chorus. Uh, I always thought that was a great idea. I'm going to I'll bring it up again. Yeah. Uh, like Gilligan is a group of 40 women. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're speaking my language yeah. 100%. You have a good I mean, argument there. Could we, could we justify putting the Gilligan's Island gang on the moon? That's where they get stranded? Uh, obviously, I, I don't mean to uh, to to seem like... I. Yes, that's where we actually had... Let me pitch you a title. Gilligan's Moon. Yeah. Uh, okay. We did rename yeah. Gilligan. Uh, we made it more Elon Musky. Uh, so it was, it was the, he was more of an Elon Musk kind of character. So it was called, uh, it was, it was called G just called GI because that was the name. It was a, a GI was the company. 
I see. And, and ginger, just to represent animals, is a is a bearded dragon. <laughs> Oh, I'm right now. Uh, again, again, That's the show didn't hilarious. go, but uh, I like I like these ideas, and again, I'm open to I'm open to big, fun ideas. You know, okay. like let's break hey, it down. Any of you folks ever see the pilot of Gilligan's Island? You ever oh, watch sure. it? No, no, no. Yeah, it's a uh, go ahead, check it out. It it is it's black and white, and it's gritty, and it's shot on an actual island. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the you get uh, you know I was uh, I kind of got bored by it because of the black and white thing, uh, and uh, oh. you know, but then you know I feel like. Uh, it's fun. It's fun that we got to, you know, look how far we've come, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, look, uh, by the way, if you're just wondering, is that bull in this episode an impressive bull? I thought mm. I wanted to get some some perspective and help you guys get some perspective because I wasn't so impressed by that bull. So I looked this up. I'm going to share my screen with you again. I looked up, uh, you know, today, what's going on? How's the market for seed bulls? And found this article about a bull that smashes the record price, $1.5 million, and this bull is so big, he wow. doesn't even fit in that picture. Look at that. He's just just chock full with ejaculate. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna, I will uh, say that this is actually uh, something my, uh, we actually bought. We bought this. The studio bought this. You, the studio bought this bull for one point five million dollars. Yeah, that was a, it was a show? kind of a commence. They call it a commencement gift. So uh, when uh, when we started writing, they sent that into. They put a little hat on it, and uh, they sent it into our uh, writers' room. Well, are you are you making are you mating it? Or are you making little bulls? Oh, I don't know where he went. You don't know where he went. Are you well, he just wandered out of the assistant. writers' room. I just told my, my assistant, like, yeah, all right, we laughed at it. And we, let's get out of here. We need to order lunch. So we just kind of, I, I, honestly, I didn't remember it until I just saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that was that bull. You're telling oh. me there's just a bull walking down the Sunset Strip of Hollywood, ejaculating willy-nilly all over All the I place? know is my assistant takes care of stuff. Whenever I need her to take care of something, it's gone. And I don't ask questions, and she doesn't ask me what, you know, I don't get in her business. She's get in my business. So just get it out of here. That is Roll extremely. calls. Yeah. You know, right. when you just keep calling people. What? That's what I've yeah. seen oh. when agents do that. Oh. Yeah, 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 roll. Roll. yeah, roll. Yeah, they're rolling calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of animals, now it's time that we watch the clip of Hoss beating the hell out of this black bear. Uh, so scary. It's scary. As, wait a minute. That's the wrong. Great. Did I lose the goddamn clip? Son of a bitch. Oh, no. Maybe this is it. No, look, I lost it. Okay. How am I going to find it? I remember. Wait a minute. Everything's going to be fine. It just requires me to do more thinking than I wanted to. 2053 is, is the time that that's at. I, oh, this is be fine. And then we got to get back to 3808. Everything's I'll cover for you. I was just right. thinking, Paul, of another reboot called Little House. Yeah, sure. on, Instead of the prairies, just Little House on the Sea of Tranquility. The, and, I, and I was going to say the, on the is, moon, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. But, but the Sea of Tranquility, so it's specific. So it is different. Yeah. But uh -huh. it's, it is still the moon. Well, but it's a different. It's a specific different. Uh, yeah, part of the like moon, the prairie isn't like little house on the earth. So, what's the problem? Right. Yeah, he's got right. a good point. Okay, here we well, go. Prairie, Hoss, okay. Okay. Hoss comes along, and now the fire. Oh, it rained, and the fire went out, and the bear came back. And uh, I, I see if you guys, if you look real closely at this bear, is this a real bear or is this a person <laughs> in a bear suit? I couldn't tell. But Are you I asking seriously? Because I'm not sure I know myself. Well, well, I'm good at this. I'm, I'm great at this. I, I do CGI spot work all the time, so I can okay. get in on that. I'll tell you one thing. Either way, the bull is legit freaked out by it. So, <laughs> Will you maximize your screen? Make it oh, bigger? Yeah, sure. Maximize my screen. Like that? 
That bull is scared. God, here comes the bear. <laughs> now, Hoss, uh, the little boy is there with a stick. Hoss's gun doesn't work, so he has to grapple hand-to-hand -hand combat with this bear, working up a real sweat doing it, too. He just has to fight and struggle with a black bear. And the boy looking, looking on placidly. This is a... It's just a, a, a contest to see who can squeeze the life out of who first. Down goes the bear, and this part was shocking. <laughs> he just pounds his head in with a rock. It's beautiful. It just keeps going awesome and scene. going. Wow. I mean, this was a lighthearted episode that took a real left turn. And, uh... I think that's a real bear. It's like a teenage-sized bear. Well, hang yeah. on, though. Let's take one more look at the bear's entrance before you commit to that theory. Okay. Mm. The very entrance of the bear is the is quite a moment. El Oso! El Oso! I don't know what he means by El Oso. El Oso! Here. El Oso! Here comes the bear. <laughs> 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 Okay, I stand corrected now. I've said before that I have perfect wig dar and what is a bear suit but really a giant wig. But apparently I don't have bear dar because that bear comes in on its knees and then gets up on it. <laughs> yeah, you know that that you know definitely I got to say uh you know I'm always uh I'm always pro uh getting actors in there but uh yeah, we would definitely we'd have a circus come in and do that for us if we wanted to uh, do it right, I think. You'd get a real bear. No, Andy Circus. He's oh, Andy than a real Circus. Bear. I thought you'd yeah, talk about yeah. bringing oh, yeah, the no, circus. Yeah, no. No, not circus. So yeah, we get a real. We get him because Andy is kind of better than any animal, or at least that's why I, what I think. And uh, you know, for for me and for my my money, I I kind of watching that scene like that would be a great cold open for our whole series. You know, that bear fight. Uh, and, you know, maybe we switch it out so we make it Pa Cartwright, the Jim Carrey fighting the bear, and that's where he gets a scar. And maybe it's the whole idea is like the Moby Dick idea of it. So it's like that bear is out there, that bear yeah. gets away, or maybe it's a chupacabra. I don't know. I, but right now, my my mind is this is great. I really want to use that and then we all own the rights to all of it so that's great we can just use it whole, wow. wholesale you just own the rights to everything you could dream of huh well yeah. we just got it yeah we just got everything we can you know we could just use the sound we could use every 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 piece of it you know it's like uh we can eat it all unbelievable unbelievable but, but it's not yours it's god's yeah yeah well i mean you know if you believe in that kind of stuff if you believe in that kind in that of kind stuff. Of, if you believe in that kind of stuff. Godless. Godless Hollywood. Unbelievable. City no, 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 no. I, mean, look, look, I, like, I, I love spirituality and I meditate four times a day and uh, that's very important to me day. and, you know, just getting in touch with my, myself and, you know, uh, you know, I got that, uh, that app LeBron James uses, Calm, and that really has been helping me. Okay. Look, if there wasn't a God, then that little kid would have been kicked by the mule like it almost definitely was when the bear came in. Did you see that? I did I mean, see yeah, that. The bowl, I mean. I also saw that the little boy was obviously instructed to, whenever you get real close to the bull, which we do want you to do, <laughs> go ahead and put your hand on his extremely sharp horn <laughs> so you don't get impaled. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a lot of danger on this set, honestly, to be quite honest with you. We, you know, we don't want to do that. We want the danger to be for the audience watching, not for the people on set. Well, so they, they have a different attitude in Boston. 
My oh. husband told me the only way you can scare away a bear is to take a wide stance and say, I am not interested. <laughs> I did a, a bear hunt, actually, uh, for my uh, 40th. That was really fun. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we got, a, we got a tour guide. We uh, went out into uh, Colorado, and they gave us all these shotguns, and we had a, we had a guy helping us, uh, you know, and we shot four bears. It was really fun. It was really? really Great way to do a 40th. Yeah, it was super fun. This uh, is classic city slickerism. I'll bet you that. Yeah. You were probably in like you? a- uh, I am uh, 41. Oh, so, so that, that was, was uh, you know, that was a lot of fun for us to just uh, go out there and, uh, you know, we, I, like I said, I got three bears uh, myself. My my buddy has got a couple bears, too. And we just, you know, I, I, yeah. maybe they probably stocked the pond. I don't know how they say that. But, yeah, there was a lot of bears out there. Yeah, it sounds like these poor bears was fenced in someplace. You got some tour guy come up shoot, shooting bears in a barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of it was great. I mean, it's so much fun. I mean, if you've never killed a bear before, it's one of the the, the, the highlights. It was really, really fun. And they do they help you out, too, because they put like a, a orange uh, paint on it. So you can't miss it, you know, because sometimes they do they cover a bear in orange paint. Uh, just a stripe or two. So you uh-huh. get, you can see it a little bit better. It's, they are they do blend in, and so our our guy um, Eddie he was telling us like, don't worry about it. You'll see them real clearly. And and they and I guess they were on like some clonop bear clonopin or whatever. So they were slower. When I kill a bear and I've killed a bunch of them, I do it like Hoss did, except I make it fair for the bear and I will try to tie a rock around his paw too. So he's got a big rock and I've got a big rock and That's I fun. always win. That's fun. That's he fun. spends most of the time shaking his paw trying to get the rock off there, idiot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just clubbing his skull in with a rock. That's how I do it. Damn it. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, now I I have a mind to gloss over some things here. Uh, because what all happens? There's a duel. There's a lot that goes on here. Uh, and, and we're at that point where I just want it to go a little bit faster. <laughs> what did we just say? The bear. All right. The bear fight. There's a bear fight. And then uh, Cayetana says she doesn't want to marry Eduardo anymore. She wants to marry Joe. And then... Uh, uh, Eduardo, oh yeah, there's a suggestion that because of their interlude in the shepherd's house, uh, now her honor has been besmirched cool. by Little Joe, and therefore Little Joe has got to marry Cayetana, and we're heading into a shotgun wedding uh, situation, and uh, they get the bull back to uh, what you call it, to get the bull back to town, and they load it into a $500 wagon, and they head off back to the Ponderosa, not knowing the Cayetana is hiding in the wagon with the bull, and now they get back, they get to a campsite, and uh, what do you got there? You get, uh, that's when we find out Cayetana is there, and the little boy wanders off with the bull because he's still afraid that bull's going to get eaten. And that's when he runs into a bunch of Indians. Cool. He runs into our Native Americans, Native American people's people. He runs into our our old friend uh, uh, Rod, Red Wing Rod, and uh, and then the chief, who's played by a fellow who's uh, not not Native American, but sure looks like all them feathers on his head. You fool me! And uh, they have quite a scene there where they're going to. 
because the bull won't go with them. Stubborn right. bull doesn't want to go with these engines. And they decide, well, let's just kill him here and somehow bring his meat home to our people. And <laughs> and the little boy says, you look, you know, you'll have to kill me first. And they make like they're going to do it. Cool. And the, and the boy doesn't bat an eye. He's just he's psychopathically brave. He's prepared to be killed by these engines. And so. The chief, he becomes blood brothers with the chief. The chief, just without asking permission or telling him what he's doing, pulls out a knife and slashes the boy's arm. You believe yeah, it? That, yeah, that was a hell of a thing. And it, it teaches you to be brave, you know, to stand up for what you want, like Moonanza. <laughs> Just I'm like having him. some girlfriends over for wine, yeah. and we're going to do that. We're going to do that ritualized cutting thing because it just looked fun. Oh, that seems different. Girls over for wine, ritualized cutting each you, other. It just you, seems cut, you cut and you keep scarification, and then, then you go, oh, we're sisters that. now. Yeah, I did that. That was fun. That was I did that more in high school and stuff. You know, this bear stuff is making me think of like what I want to do in the show, because the food truck will kind of be our bear in the future episode. So that will be the, the you know, it's called, uh, it's called uh, Bear Treats, and uh, or, you, or is it Bear Treats or is it? Uh, bear necessities bear. yeah it's like it's a kind of like a honey truck so that's big right now in portland that's where the show is taking place obviously and so in portland well, the, obviously portland what are you what talking you about mean? well the, the, yeah the, like that's where hop sing is from from portland and so he oh. uh you know we're the great great descendant of pop sing and so that's why he said open up shop in portland that's where the barely uh, barely legal barometric pressure that's yeah that's yeah. yeah that's a bariatric but you know so we, we will we will definitely have our cartwright girls uh take some uh, rocks, uh, you know, but do it in a gentle way, uh, throwing it at the truck and kind of scaring off that bear, barely, you know, barely legal or, or bear necessities, whatever it is, the honey truck getting it out of It's going to be bear necessities, isn't it? Uh, it might well, be, probably might be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. God How do you get it. your way of talking? You have this relaxed braggadocio mm. that I need to develop for my small business. You know, yeah, look, I think I love your ideas and I love the way you're you're talking about them. Passion is obviously 90% of the process and, uh, you know, 10% is, you know, well, passion's 90, 5% is luck, uh, 4% is who you know, and 2% is just, uh, you know, money. Money. That, that's 101%, my friend. Yeah, but, that's what you need to make it in this business, 101%. <laughs> you can't just exist at 100%. You know? I guess so. <laughs> well, here, okay. Here, let me pitch you. Let me pitch yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm okay, here. Okay. Yeah. I have a Christian TV show. Okay, got and it. And it's starring me. And mm -hmm. But it's also it's also everything else that's ever been on okay, that's cool. been good. Cool. Yeah. And so don't worry. And yeah. then I'm also very trustworthy as a as an entity and so all i already have all the money so never mind i don't even need you unless you were interested no i look i love it let's make it like this we'll take it highway to heaven we'll reboot it we'll put you in it we'll make you like a homeless person and you'll be kind of walking around saying some stuff crazy stuff people will like you and then you know every week you can kind of just like you know give some of this stuff out to people families whatever i love this idea like, i think we should go with this uh you know all we need to find is your victor french uh and i think that that's somebody that we could really uh tap into out here maybe it's kirk cameron you know if we want to do that religious angle and kind of just sell us off to like a you know one of those religious networks or we just kind of Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Hallmark, <laughs> Hallmark Channel would be great. And, that, and Kirk would be great for Hallmark. You know, we could also yeah. get Mario Lopez as your Victor French. And, uh, you know, and that would be great. You know, so and I, no I, lies. 
lines. I don't want any lines. No, that'd be great. Actually, if you're a mute and you're kind of like uh, God's angel, uh, a mute angel from heaven is down to protect people. No one understands exactly what you say. And then that kind of gives, I think that gives Mary Lopez a lot more to do, actually. So I love it. This is actually great. I'm going to actually talk to, uh, I'm going to talk to Billy over at Amazon today about this because I, I think Highway to Heaven is still just sitting there uh, after um, Terrence Winter tried to do it. Terrence Winter, oh. he kind of messed that's it up, honestly. The wings. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. Okay. That's real. I, I really like this. Can I wow. can I real quick pitch something too? Yeah, oh, go ahead. Man. It's a reboot of that new Apple show called From Earth to the Moon, but now okay, it's, yeah. it's set on the moon, but it's oh, called geez. From From the Moon no, to the Earth, no. and they got yeah, no, it's about the space program, and they're trying people to get are, to the Earth, but they can't. Yeah, do people they really are. I just sold my pitch. They're they've already eaten a meal. I want to pitch you a new version of The Mandalorian on the Disney Plus As where he's not a yeah. robot, okay. and instead he's a cowboy, and he okay. doesn't have a baby lizard, but instead okay. he's got a steer, a seed bull, and okay, he's cool. carrying it to market, and... Uh, and uh, you could still have. Well, it just a seems like this. Is a, it seems time. like it seems like bonanza. Yeah, <laughs> but it's on the moon. <laughs> Put it it's on not the moon. on the moon. It hey, is. Guys, we're not doing moon stuff. Moon stuff doesn't even really work. I mean, look, and honestly, How about like not to, you know, but you got to deal. <laughs> you got to deal on the moon stuff, and we'll talk about the butt stuff. And it's we don't he, need him. You know, when I did my salacious crumb stuff series, that's already good. You already yeah. want stuff that's been sold and good. Yeah, well, you did a salacious crumb series. Yeah, I did a salacious crumb mini series oh, really? uh, for Disney Plus. That's uh, you know the Jabba's little creature that hangs out on the front of uh, Jabba's body up there. Well, now did you recast Jabba as a thin person to be all sensitive? I did actually. I did. God damn. Uh, yeah, we we uh, we actually replaced Jabba. That was Circus. Uh, we got him in there too, but Circus with not any CGI. It was just him uh, in a bigger. You know, we we gave him like a fishtail or whatever. But uh, cool. but Slagius Crumb was actually a cool... I was excited about it because, you know, for me, that was a character that always called out that we needed to kind of explore his backstory and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah why does little... he find everything so funny? Yeah, uh, yeah well, exactly. What, what, why do we laugh in the face of trauma? And we get to find out that Slagius Crumb is from actually a very troubled household. It's kind of like this boy's life, the DiCaprio De Niro oh, yeah. film where... He had uh, type yeah. 2 diabetes? Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. No, he had no diabetes. Did Slagius you put Crumb, it on the moon of Endor? Uh, well, you know, no, he stayed on Tatooine, uh, but you know, I mean, but you know, but Bib Fortuna, uh, that was the, really the breakout character from that one that we really were, we're excited to see where that character goes to as well. Okay. We're we're just trying to do spinoffs and, 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 you know, kind of expand the the narrative. You've got so many projects that are going so well. I'm scared that you'll forget me. No, no. I love this highway to heaven thing. Oh, just, just actually, uh, Billy just sent me back. He's like, we, he likes it a lot. He's like, if we can get, if we can get Lopez, uh, to sign on uh, we maybe get Miss Joan Hart to direct it. Uh, you know, I feel like that's a kind of a good. We're talking about Hallmark Channel. She's got a little industry over there, cottage industry. All of that sounds very doable. Yeah, I yeah, I think it sounds great. I, I'm excited about this a lot. This is like you know, for me, Hallmark is always looking for stuff. Always looking for stuff. Wow, congratulations, Amy. That's exciting. You just got made a star on this episode. Wow, it happened. I feel this sense of. Just excitement, but then terror. Yeah. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, I just Billy it's just too much too soon. He just what, um, what happened? What? Like, uh, Billy just wrote me back. He's like, you know, we're trying to stay away from God stuff at Amazon, so I think we're gonna we're gonna. They, I guess the two things that didn't test well is God stuff and stairs. So uh, they want to kind of want to put this moon on the back. Stuff. He didn't say that was bad. So yeah, could... I, I didn't really text him about the moon stuff. Hey, but that was a great idea, and you know, we got really we did get close for there for a second yeah, there. So but uh, I went yeah, to so the sorry moon. about that. So Are you sorry. relieved, Amy? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't want it. I really didn't want it. I could see your downfall headed. Like, yeah, yeah, the backlash was about to start. I could see it all you going You realize bad. once you get in the biz for a while, you go, oh, is this even my dream? Yeah, success yeah. is for pussies. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. Well, okay. Back to this episode of Bonanza right, for just right, a right. moment. Just quickly, there, there, we do get a fencing duel between Joe and Eduardo, uh, and Joe defeats Eduardo afterwards, uh, and then uh, what what happens? And then he explains, Eduardo explains to Cayetana, who he's going to marry, he says, after we are married, you will not want to do such a thing, my dear, referring to flirting around with little Joe, and he says, nor will you have the opportunity. Because they're going to get in a domestic violence situation, and it's going to... Get yeah, bad. she's going to be a prisoner. Uh, and then this is where we got to talk a little bit about the Chupacabra. Let me just explain to you. In 1995, there was all these sightings of a Chupacabra and a guy cool. investigated it. And he said that there was two things happened. The movie Species came out yeah. and all these livestock were killed in Puerto Rico. And then a Puerto Rican DJ Talking a comedy awesome. DJ talking about the death of all these livestock said it must have been a chupacabra, which means goat sucker. And as far as anybody can tell, he invented that term. It's the wow. first time anybody ever went out there and talked about a chupacabra. But the fellow who was who was uh, uh, researching this book said there's only been one other mention of a chupacabra that he could find. And that is in this episode of Bonanza. We're in what? this wow. scene. There's uh, the woman, the funny uh, Mexican woman, hears the night bird, the whippoorwill, and she says it's a bad luck sign because the whippoorwill is a is a goat sucking uh, chupacabra bird cool. that will steal the milk from cows, and that is a very ancient belief that uh, night birds will steal cows' milk. So. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, As I love As opposed this. to the urban legend that home homebred hamsters will suck the milk of kittens. <laughs> wow. I never heard that one. Wait, so this really is the first ever uh, evidence of someone saying chupacabra. Oh, uh, yep. Apparently. Holy shit. Yep. Maybe Bonanza, we should just retitle it again. Maybe it just be uh, Bonanza colon chupacabra maybe that would be a great way to kind of frame our series why don't you just call it chupacabra and leave bonanza alone no one's hey, gonna connect it anyway but he's so idea. confident yeah it kind of yeah. feels like that's the right way to do it like each season could be about a different kind of uh chupa you know or or, or whatever you know or cabra whatever you want it to be been to his thought process he knows things he just says them and they 
seem right. Yeah, I like that. If every episode, every season is a different chupa, it's a different kind of sucker. Yeah, so, and they, you know, they kind of run. It's kind of like our Jaws. I mean, I think people love Jaws. I mean, I I used to do that monologue uh, all the time. The the uh, Quincy monologue from Jaws. I His love name's that not Quincy. Goddamn it, it's Quint. Oh yeah, whatever. And you know, I love all that. You know, it's like to me, it's just like that's a that's a that's our Shakespeare. Jesus. Uh-huh. Do you have any history? Have you ever seen anything or like? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I, I like a lot. I like a lot of stuff. Um, I like those uh, those Eminem mini movies. Uh, you mean like uh, commercials for Eminems? I don't know. If I don't even know what they. I, I just saw one before uh, a movie one time where it was like these two M and M's, and like one was attached to like a bomb that was going off. And I don't remember how it ended, but it just seemed fun. It seemed like you're a like real. A, fun. You're like a salamander with ideas. Yeah, to me, I always think uh, the more blank I could be, the better off uh, my ideas are received into the world. You know, it's like if I the lack of stuff I have in there is going to make it, you know, because I think a lot of people come with preconceived notions. And I remember uh, that uh, I think it was Gauguin. Uh, he might have said uh, something about like, you know, just empty your mind and do your thing. And, you know, and then people will like it. Who said that? The Chupa- Ga- uh, no, Gauguin. Rodan? Gauguin. Kaiju? Uh, yeah. you know, Gauguin is like a famous, like he's like, um, uh, gosh, I don't even know how I would describe uh, Gauguin. He's like, you guys familiar is with Is he like a turtle like, that like, stands up on his hind legs and comes out of the, the, the no, sea he was of Japan? Guy, he was like, the three like, necks. Yeah, you know, the three necks. No, no. If you guys are familiar with Twitch, he's like ninja on Twitch. Uh, like kind of like really kind of popular in his day doing like cool shit. And, uh, I don't, again, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know much about him, but that was a quote that, uh, that I heard at a, a festival thing. Uh-huh. Jesus yeah. was quoted as saying, yes, we can. That's hey, I, I love that. I'm going to write that down. That's, I, that's a great one. Well, so uh, I think I neglected to mention that the comical Mexican family is following behind uh, because they can only travel as fast as the baby donkey they have with them. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, the party on their way to the Ponderosa, and they make it all the way up there. And fine. so this episode ends with... Uh, Ben and Adam back at the Ponderosa welcoming their $15,000 seed bull and uh, Hoss, a.k.a. Eric and little Joe uh, and this little boy and his comical parents and his comical father, who's always singing uh, funny Mexican songs about wishing that he was dead. And uh, and he basically he welcomes them. To the ranch. And they sounds like they can stay there for good, and she's going to cook delicious Mexican meals like she did at the campsite. Oh, I fully awesome. expect them to be present in every episode going forward. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, yeah. they live on the Ponderosa now. So from now on, there's a, there's a, uh, three Mexican characters. Well, if, if we do this and they take off, you know, that would be great. Like, obviously, the, the truck, uh, you know, the, the truck is... Well, uh, again, if the food truck is working, then we'll probably spin that off into its own separate show because I think that that's what Amazon's trying to do. They, uh, they call them verticals. So we would do like we'd first do the food truck podcast and then we turn that into a show. <sighs> oh, man, I'm I, I can't. I'm just so confused by all of that. It's just so it's so crazy and it just all seems so unnecessary. Mm. Do you ever start a show development from an initial temporary tattoo? <laughs> 
Uh, I, you know, to honestly, I haven't done that, but I did develop a show all around Calvin uh, pissing on the um, the uh, the Ford logo. Uh, that was the one that I. That was something that I was always in. I, like as a as a kid, I was so engaged by that uh, that image, and uh, and then I found out that we couldn't that Calvin was somebody else's creation, and then that was a little bit hard to get that out of that. That I was so hands on about what he wanted that character to do, but so he didn't really want the pissing stuff. So, uh, but oh. to me, that was like a new Dennis the Menace. I really wanted to embrace. That you know, did you like, end up just like changing the character's name and giving him a, a yeah? We did it live action. We did it live, yeah, we did it live action with this kid named Bobby J. Thompson, a uh, really talented kid. Uh, you know, really fresh, fun energy for him. Uh, he hosted like a, a kid prank show on Adult Swim for a while. Uh, I, I, you know, so that that was like you know, that didn't last long. Uh-huh. Uh, but because uh, I guess you couldn't show full frontal male nudity on network television. Oh yeah, you can't have a child actor pissing in a way that the camera <laughs> yeah. can see that he's. Doing yeah, that was it. Yeah. I wish somebody would have told us that when we were shooting it. Oh, uh, but you know, because huh? I, you know, they always wanted. They, they said, "Well, on the images, it's his, it's his, his back is to the thing." But I was like, "Well, but we know how to." I thought that was always just like uh, because the artists didn't know how to draw a dick, so that's why we shot it from the front. We always shot it from the front. Okay. Yep. Well, oops. I guess uh, if you had that to do over again, you would have done it a little different. Yeah, a little bit. But again, I'm proud of it. Okay. Well, uh, folks, no no women died in this episode of Bonanza, so the love interest body count for season one still stands at nine. Hold on. We, we don't know the sex of that bear. Okay. Might have been. Might have been a female bear that was so brutally beaten to death by a hawk. Wow. All right. And it could well, have been a person who, of intersex who was shot in the beginning. You don't know. Uh, some people have both genitalia, and we just didn't cool. talk about it until the late no, we're 70s. Definitely gonna- we're going to do that actually a lot in the show. Uh, we're going to find out a lot of the Cartwrights are uh, have multiple genitalia. Oh, multiple genitalia. Well, I believe that because I swear yeah, to God, yeah. Adam's swinging two pieces of meat down there. <laughs> I wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah. Well, look, so your your reboot of Bonanza sounds completely insane and I'm infuriating so and. And, and bewildering and like something that by hook or by crook must be stopped, even if it comes to violence. But thank you for coming it's on a pleasure. the show. Make sure you definitely promote me and you can hit me up on Twitch. You can hit me up on, uh, you can hit me on Parlor. You can hit me up on uh, Barrage. You can hit me up on um, uh, Cuckoo and make sure that you can always <laughs> gift me at DoorDash. Uh, that's always fun, you know, for me to get different meals at my house from all my fans. What's your Venmo? Uh, my Venmo is obviously, uh, it's my first dog's name, which is uh, George Steinbrenner. So you find, you can Venmo him some money at George Steinbrenner and... <laughs> You're so clever and funny and I have a feeling filled with bull. Uh, you know, look, I, well, well, not not at all, you know, and, and uh, just want to give that shout out to all the, uh, I hope all the uh, Levatics came out here today to listen to this because they're excited about oh, Demi on the... Uh... You're a sea bull, you city slicker. Go hide in a goddamn cement doghouse, you son right, of a bitch. Uh, I'm yeah, right. All great stuff. I'm writing all this oh, down. You guys are fantastic. Hey, that reminds me. The way this episode of Bonanza ends is just the way that the cold open ended, where they uh, they boys tell Adam all about everything that happened, and then Adam says, "Well, that certainly is a lot of bull," and everybody laughs. Like yeah. <laughs> Cue run the jewels. Damn it! All right. Well, folks, I'd say we've just about done her. This has been an episode of Bananas for Bonanza. There are only 450. 
15 episodes of Bonanza left to talk about after this one, I'm sorry to say. And uh, good Lord. Well, and we're going to do them. We're going to do every goddamn one of them. And we will never recap this reboot of Bonanza. Right, never. Well, uh, you know, Shame on you, we'll Amazon. Start, we'll throw you some dollars over your way and we'll see if we can make you, you give a PE, which is a personal endorsement, which means that we're paying you to yeah. say it. So you have to. All right. Well, that would do it. All right. So long, folks. Bye. <laughs> Bananas for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gordon. Theme song by Matt Gordon with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Nuchikoff, and Wade Ryan. Special thanks to our gang on the ground, Josh Richmond and Shannon Locke. Bananas for Bonanza is produced by Ryan Connor and Matt Gorley, and executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bennett. We'll see you next time.